Pittsburgh Public Schools. Here's a quote. Unless Pittsburgh Public School and our city fundamentally come together to redesign our systems to be able to meet the needs of students and families after the pandemic, we will undermine our community's ability to provide a quality public education to our children. Man, this is from James Fogarty. One of the best there is. We need to work together. This burden isn't on the district alone. And we know that if we come together and put our hands on deck, we can do better by all of our students. James joins me. Good morning, James. How are you? James. Doing well, Mari. Sorry, my mute was still That's giving right. me problems. So, hey, uh, thanks so much for having me today. You're the man. So if you heard that little snippet from um, our folks here, that you have principals coming to the school board saying, kids are beating the crap out of each other. We got fights all the time. We can't manage it. We need to be able to discipline them. And then you have a school board member saying, we need to love them. This won't help if we discipline them. My man, this is the fractured element. It's the root of everything we're talking about, whether you're picking books, curriculum, discipline, any of it. Is it not, sir? When they can't get on the same page, how can we fix what's broken? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing I keep thinking about, Marty, in terms of, you know, what we need in terms of a unified front is, like, let's put kids right at the center of this conversation right. and what they need, you know? Our children need to be able to go to school and be safe, right? Um, our children need to be able to be, go to school um, and learn, and our kids also need to be able to live in housing uh, that doesn't give them lead poisoning, Agreed. right? And Agreed. they need to live, be able to live in neighborhoods where their families have quality childcare options that are right down the street, especially when they're real little. Agree. Right? Like all these things add up. Smart. Um, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things we were trying to do with our report is to say, look, we there's some stuff that is bigger than just the school district that we've got to solve. And by the way. District, here are some things you could work on while we're getting our act together as a community to support you. Right? I love it. So that's, I mean, because it, it, it has to be, it has to be everyone, right? There's, you know, this new mayor has said he's interested um, in doing some good work around education. We take him at his word, and, and we look forward to working with the new administration on that any way we can. Um, the same goes with um, the new superintendent. We've got a great interim super, superintendent right, right now um, who's really focused on teaching and learning and making sure um, schools have what they need so that can happen. Um, and there will be a process to do a national search here starting in December. Those are good things. I mean, we have some good facts with us. It's just the pandemic laid bare what we knew was wrong before. Um, we have so many families uh, that are under-resourced in this community. Um, Families that are living in neighborhoods that you know need more supports and more investment, um, and so it's a it's kind of a both and you know it's not an either or it's a both and kind of conversation. But, but, but I asked. agree with you, and I love what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. However, comma those same kids <laughs> from those same communities, it's the fact, man, that go to the Catholic schools, they thrive, man, and they go to college. It's a truth. So what's different? What's different than sending my kid to a, from a poor neighborhood to a private school versus a public school? Why do they work and the public schools don't? And I know that's broad brush and generalizing, but it's true. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think the question, the question I would ask is, you know, we have a system of public education that is, meant, that is built to serve all students, right. students with disabilities, students with 
um, different types of uh, backgrounds and, and norms, and, and and we have to be willing to to continue to support that, right? Sure. Um, I I think you know part of what I said in my in my talk is though we need to be providing families with better options here, right? Nice. Like nice. it can't just be it can't just be that. Um, you know, we say we throw our hands up and deny that families are making choices. Um, you know, choices are happening all the time. Whether you send your child to the neighborhood school down the street or to a magnet school across town or to a private school, like you were, like you were talking about, right. like every family is making a choice. I mean, the problem the problem for this district is many of the families, black and white, in this city have made the choice to move. I agree. To up and leave this city. I agree. I mean, you just look at, look at the census numbers. It's true, man. We've seen, I mean, 5,000 less, over 5,000 less kids live in the city <sighs> now than did 10, 10 years ago. Scary, man. And, and, and here's the thing. Some folks are saying to hell with Pittsburgh Public School. I'll stay here, but I'll get them in a charter school. Man, we got to stop the bleeding. And you said something so relevant. It would help if the superintendent talked to the new mayor. Because the old one didn't talk to the old one. And when you have politicians that don't talk, it starts there, does it not, sir? I mean, it, it, well, it, look, we can't get this done without some cooperation. Right. Like, there's simple things, right? Like, transportation is partially a county issue, yep, right? Yep. We, need a, we need a superintendent that's talking to the Port Authority and to the county executive to make sure that uh, the Port Authority has what they need, that they know that, you know, the numbers of kids that are going to be coming on and um, how we can make sure that our public transit system can work so that students can use it. Um, you know, we've got issues of, of construction and the buses, you know, needing to know when construction and where construction is happening so that they can make their routes on time because they have very small windows now to be able to pick up and drop kids off. Um, yeah, there are, I mean, and, there are, and then there are the issues of what happens for, for kids who basically had a year, year and a half without instruction right on and right on with i mean and we've got to support we've got to like we've got to be really thinking about the supports that the children need and and you know this is happening also in the in the midst of you know the, what they're calling the great resignation right, right? right um we're not seeing it in our schools as much as we are everywhere else but all of the other supports like substitute teachers um, you know, some of the food workers, like we're just seeing some shortages at bus drivers, right? Bus drivers is a huge one um, because folks that were driving buses were older and they were like, I'm not doing, going back to do that after this pandemic. I think I'll just retire. James and, Fogarty. You know, God bless them. But, hey, yeah. man, you're yeah. vital to this. Man, whatever help you need in moving the ball, just email me and we'll go. All right. Thanks so much, Marty. Appreciate the time. He's good.